Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of 10 Minutes of Truth. This is Pastor Jeremy Skinner, April 21st, 2020. Currently, we are in a series of habits that every Christian needs to develop. Five habits, uh, to be exact, of every Christian needs to develop. On week one, we talked about the habit of prioritizing Jesus over everything. So what we looked at that week was the habit of reading our Bibles, making sure that we're not just getting into the Bibles, but that the Bible is getting into us. Very, very important. You might want to go back and listen to some of those episodes. Uh, week two, last week, we started talking about the habit of regular conversations with Jesus, or we call that the habit of prayer, communicating with Christ. This week, we're talking about uh, ministry. Focusing on and responding to God. John 4.24 says that God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And so our third habit is all about worship. Now here, I really want to focus in on corporate worship, but more importantly, personal worship. I'm a firm believer that we cannot have corporate worship if we are not first having personal worship. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, we are clearly expected to worship God. The question is, what is worship and what does worship look like? This is how we answered that question yesterday. We started by examining first what worship is not, because we are so accustomed to uh, some traditional things that we consider those things to be worship. So let me start by saying first that worship is not a song. Have you ever noticed that when we talk to each other about the uh, the service, we ask, well, how was worship? And we oftentimes will say that the song service was flat or the song service was good, but the pastor nailed it or the pastor was dry. So we, we seem to um, dissect or take apart the entire service into segments and we identify them as one thing or another, whether one thing be worship or one thing be preaching, one thing be teaching. And I don't think that um, the, the Bible necessarily uh, dissects those things and puts them into individual categories. And so the first thing that I want to say is that worship is not a song. Oftentimes we feel like if we've closed our eyes and raised our hands, then we've worshiped. But the Bible does not describe the uh, service or worship as a song. Neither does it describe it as a sanctuary. Worship may happen in a sanctuary, but um, that is not necessarily a biblical terminology that we ought to use as a worship center. It's probably best just to call it a sanctuary. So worship is not a song. Worship Number two is not a sanctuary, and worship is, number three, not a specific time. What worship is, though, in its most basic definition, is a matter of the heart. Worship is a matter of the heart. It's an internal experience that happens between you and God. And then it expresses itself in an in external activity. So it's, an, it's something that happens on the inside, but expresses itself on the outside. Now, we all worship differently. There's no formula or universal expression of worship. However, I might say this, that within the church, within the body, the missing element is worship in the life of a believer. Now, what we want to be careful with here is a religious expression without an internal experience, okay? So we, we've got to have the two of these things together before we can call it 
worship. Listen to what Jesus said about the Pharisee. He said, these people draw near to me with their mouth. They honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain they worship. So that goes back to uh, what worship is not. It's, it's not a song. Worship is not preaching. Worship is not teaching. I mean, all of these can be elements of worship, but you can't have one without the other. I mean, you can't just have this external expression without an internal experience. You see, when the Holy Spirit of God comes upon us, we become worshiping people. Worship is not a boring experience that we try to avoid. We welcome it. We, we, we look forward to it and we allow the Spirit of God to have his way. Think about this. Do you think that if the Lord physically visited you, tangibly showed up in a church service or maybe in your prayer time or in your quiet time and, and you could see him, you could touch him, you could audibly hear him, would you ever walk away from that experience and said, that was boring? Well, no, and, and I wouldn't either. Worship is when we commune. Worship is when we, when we meet with God. Those, those experiences would be, I mean, if he was right here, those would be experiences that we share on Facebook, that we would post to Facebook. Worship. It's not boring. Worship is being in the presence of the one who created us. Worship is, is fellowshipping with the one who loves us as if there's only one of us to love. Unfortunately, though, prior to social distancing, many churches have discontinued Sunday evening service. They've discontinued Wednesday services. And the reasoning behind the discontinuing of services is because the utility cost is far greater than the number of people who come to those services. That's the sad state of the church today. Some say, you know what, that pastor, that's just our changing world. That's just our, our culture in which we live in. But let me tell you something. That's a sad state of the church. You see, there was a day when the church was first. It's not anymore. You know, the, the church today is not even third. We've got our kids. We've got our work. We've got our sporting activities. We've got this, that, and the other. And then if we can squeeze in church, maybe. It used to be that, that church was respected and the church was looked to for guidance, but not anymore. If anything, the church is put down. The church is ridiculed. The, the church is, is too narrow. I'm in agreement with A.W. Tozer, who said in 1962, he says that I cannot speak for you, but I want to be among those who worship. I do not want to be just part of some great ecclesiastical machine where the pastor turns the crank and the machine runs. I wish that we might check back or get back to worship again. Then when people come into the church, they will instantly sense that they have come among holy people, God's people, and they can testify of a truth that God is in this place. You see, worship is not being about moved by the music. It's not even being moved by the message. It's being moved by the Holy Spirit of God. And, and that's where I'm at. You know, I've played church before but it didn't do much for me. And I thank God that, that he showed me what the problem was and how to fix the problem. And now when I go to church, when I experience church, I want to be around those people who are, are serious about worship, serious about making a difference. People that, that have a genuine desire to grow, a genuine desire to experience God through worship. 
Because the beautiful part of worship is this, is that it prepares you, it enables you, it transforms your heart, directing it to zero in on the most important things in the kingdom of God. That desire to worship like that, that desire to be around individuals who worship like like that, led me to start a home church. I'm not saying that the church that I pastored didn't have a desire to grow. They didn't have, I'm not saying that that they wasn't serious about worship. You know, I don't even know if it was the people at all. It was the way that we do church today that just didn't feel right. It just didn't line up with, with what scripture was saying. Francis Chan made this observation. He said, imagine you find yourself stranded on a desert island with nothing except a copy of the Bible. You have no experience with Christianity whatsoever, and all you know about the church will come from reading the Bible. Now think about your current church experience. Is your current church experience just like the experience they had in the New Testament Bible? The answer is most likely not. You see, when you read the scriptures about the church, you don't read about blueprints and buildings, but but homes and houses. You don't read about different denominations, but unity among the believers. Instead of dividing and conquering, there was this, this loving, serving attitude that permeated the believers where they all come together. You know, in my town, we have 22,000 people. And with 22,000 people, we have over 80 church buildings where people gather every week that identify themselves as believers. Now, it's incredible to think just how much more effective the first century church was in evangelism, in community, in relationships, in living out doctrine than we are today, isn't it? And they did it all without buildings. Isn't that crazy? Without denominations, without hierarchy, without that hierarchy of structure. The first century Christian was men and women that took the words of Christ seriously when he said, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also have love for one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another, we believe that Jesus is coming back, right? You know what? That belief should affect our behavior, but unfortunately it doesn't. Not for all, for some, but not for all. You know, out of his love, Jesus gave terrifying warnings to the church day after day after day. Over and over, his message was, repent or else, repent or else. And then in uh, chapter 17 of Revelation, he explains what that or else looks like. He did this so that no one will ignore his commands, yet we do. Somehow we've become immune to the warnings of the Almighty God. It really is time to come back to the heart of worship. Father, we thank you for today, for the privilege to worship you, and I pray that we will worship in spirit and in truth. In Christ's name, amen. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to this YouTube channel down in the lower right-hand corner of your screen there. There should be a subscribe button. You can also uh, follow me or subscribe on Podbean and find me on Facebook at 10 Minutes of Truth or you can find me under Jeremy Skinner. Hey, thanks for listening today. Have a great day and may the Lord bless.